This episode of Vic's Basement is brought to you by EB Games. Support us by buying your video games at EB Games. Welcome to my basement, everybody! I'm pretty sure that's how they did it in the 1950s when they had uh, live TV. Oh. Right? They just sort of scrambled and ran around and plugged things in and said, yeah. are we, are we, are yeah. we is it happening now? It's, it's pretty much again. the way it is right now. So, uh, uh, thank you for tuning in. If you're watching, hello, sorry for the Hi. wait. Uh, yeah, there sorry. was a, a bad cable with our camera and we had to actually change a cable. Technology. It's crazy. And, um, uh, we, Josh Cam. We also have a Josh Cam, which is, I'm streaming it off of my personal account, so I don't know how, if you can do two windows on your, whatever device you're watching, you can actually watch Josh, who you yes. are interacting with. He's our audio engineer and our, our audio producer, basically. Through and um, yeah, I also, I honestly have to thank everybody that listens to this just as an audio podcast. Mm-hmm. You guys are fantastic. We are still trying to work out all of the technical um, issues yeah. with streaming and doing the video as part of our delivery of this thing. Mm-hmm. But I think we should. I mean, we're a television production company. I think we should have video that accompanies all of this stuff. We're getting a little bit more comfortable with, uh, you know, not really caring so much about what, I mean, no. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you know, what? Not, not, you know, we're just. We're not being be, TV ready. Yeah, we're, just we're being, being ourselves. Yeah. It's just a podcast, but we right. happen to have video for. Well, no, because for the shows, we do have, we still have to put on our TV yeah. personas, right? We still more, have yeah. to, because it's in a studio, so we have to bring a lot more energy. Well, and it's also edited down, and we have yeah. to have the energy to carry us from piece to piece. And, right. You know, we can't just uh, meander and wander through thoughts and ideas like we can here. That's what this is all about. And oh yeah, we, there's there's some re- meandering going on. Yeah, and uh, you know, circling back and and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> contradictions and saying <laughs> saying silly things. But that's it's, that's why happens. we're here today, right? It's yeah. life. Yeah. We're living life right now on the podcast together. Yeah. So I'm happy to be here with you today. Yes, and tomorrow <laughs> we're. I mean, there's a couple reasons why we're doing this oh, today. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow is a holiday. It's going to be uh, yeah. yeah, Good Friday. Good Friday, and it's also the beginning of um, Fan Expo Vancouver, which Marissa yeah. and I are both going to be at. Yeah. And uh, in case anybody is still, uh, you know, hasn't heard or doesn't uh, unclear about it and is listening to this, watching this, whatever, and is also going to Fan Expo Vancouver, uh, Scott Jones won't be joining us this year. Yeah. And uh, I've Sorry, got a bit of a sick. cold Yeah, well. and Victor Lucas <laughs> has germs that he may or may not pass on I'm to I'm going to try to get over this thing by tomorrow, and I can't wait to meet everybody and shake everybody's hand. And yeah. we will be representing... Uh, for the whole production company and for all of our colleagues in different cities. Yeah. We um, we were unsure if Scott was going to be there this weekend. So, yeah. And that was what our, our sort of idea was for Vancouver Fan Expo this year was just to, you know, concentrate on, on the Vancouver team. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't really have time to plan in flying in any of our other colleagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, uh, more of us will be at uh, Fan Expo in Toronto this year. <gasps> so if you're, fun. yeah, but still, Fan, Fan Expo Vancouver is still an amazing time. Absolutely. So and we're still going to make it work together. Yeah, and one of the things that we will have on hand at Vancouver Fan Expo, which makes it really special, is all of the people that work behind the scenes to build all yeah. of this content, the streaming stuff we do, the TV shows, the radio, all of that stuff. Uh, people are taking different times being with us at the booth, uh, and also uh, we're having a panel on Saturday. I think, yeah, at two thirty, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to have a, one of our producers, one of our producers, one of our camera uh, camera opera, slash editor, editor slash writer there yeah. to talk a little bit about uh, you know some of the process behind 
making all yeah. of this content? Because I know there are worked. questions about all that stuff, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. I had it. And uh, Josh, why are you waving? They want to make sure that he's alive. Wave? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, is Josh going to be there? Josh, are you going to be at Fan Expo? Oh, okay. All right. Never mind. Yes. Josh might not be. I'm sorry if anybody wanted to meet Josh. Well, he Josh is, yeah, he's you can, here now. You can, you can watch, watch him on the Josh cam. Victor Lucas's stream. <laughs> it's so crazy, right? Technology is pretty damn amazing. We're making it happen. Which yeah. is um, uh, part of the theme. I guess it's not too soon to talk about. No, I've seen oh. reviews of Transcendence, but that was the movie that we saw last night. Yeah, it was. And it's that was crazy. It was a, a kind of an ambitious idea, wasn't it? It was a it was a really great idea. Yeah, it was a really great idea, and I don't know if you want us to review the or talk I about. We can talk how, about it. I mean, I I, I think with this medium provides and allows us to do is just go into it a little bit more depth yeah. and try to figure it out a little bit more. Well, I love the fact that when I walk out of a movie and I still think about the movie yeah. for hours afterward, mm -hmm. that is, I feel like that's a really great testament to the actual movie itself. Yeah. So although I didn't leave thinking the movie really blew me away um, just overall, I still felt like the themes were there. Yeah. I feel like the, the pieces were there to make something great. So uh, that in itself, I think was enough to get people to go see it. I feel like any. I feel like everyone should really see this movie because it's a really fantastic idea. Yeah. And you were saying that you really think it should be a TV show, and I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. Because this is just one of those. I don't. I don't, I'm not sure if you've seen the previews or if you know what the story is, but um, it's just all about technology and how um, it can just grow and expand. And obviously that's what it's doing, but this is just taking it to another lev level completely because um, Johnny Depp's character actually, he passes away. Yep. And what happens is really, uh, they take an imprint of his mind, but it's like his soul has been sucked into the matrix. Like his soul has been sucked into this world of technology and he is he is the living and breathing machine that's all around us. And the marketing crazy. is terrible for the movie because yeah. they make it look, and there are action beats in the thing, but they make it look like it's another superhero movie. Yeah. And that he's like some, you know, this being that comes back from the dead and is just a uh, an evil force and he's battling soldiers and stuff. Now, there are scenes like that in the flick, yeah, but they're but the most tedious and boring and ridiculous yeah. and... Um, you know, it almost makes it seem like an alien invasion yeah. of sorts, and I guess it kind of is because they make him like a sentient being, and mm -hmm. I don't, I don't. I, those are the moments that fell flat for me for sure. But there were so many great performances here, just paired with not so great performances by those people that we don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I expect more from actors when they come into a film when they're up against big actors. I'm not sure if that's just me. Um, projecting in me just wishing they were better because they have to be yeah but uh i guess if i were in that situation and i were a fresh actor on the scene and i had to go up against johnny depp or uh, anybody really in that film even killian murphy killian murphy's in this film yeah i would just really be intimidated and i think that's maybe what happened there well i, I you know it, this was a hard one to kind of isolate what's wrong with it yeah it is you, you walk out and you go well that was underwhelming and and uh i don't really feel like i got the win out of it um yeah. But it, it kind of reminded me of how I felt walking out of Prometheus when I saw that, too. That was a disappointing movie for me. It, and, and it had logic problems and some, uh, some horror movie types of conceits that we'd seen done mm -hmm. many, many times before. But it also was a movie mm -hmm. that challenged us to kind of think about where we came from and, and how, you know, you know, intergalactic species may be, you know, intermingled and we may be a, a product or a byproduct of... Uh, some previous space explorer. I mean, mm. I, I liked all of that. I liked yeah. being able to ruminate on that. And I of think this, great ideas. this movie 
delivers some of that kind of uh, consciousness kind of idea as well. Like Making us more aware of the lives that we're leading yes. at this moment. Yes, exactly. Because of the fragility that's displayed, but also the, yeah. you know, the resonance of a life as well and how mm-hmm. important the... Uh, idea of connection through just a cerebral intellectual kind of connection can can mean and can yeah. be and i think that rebecca hall is really the heart of this film she's so fantastic yeah. she's so fantastic what a woman yeah hey and just just watching her you feel like like i would just have moments where i was watching the movie but then i would just remove myself a little bit and think yep. you know what she's fantastic yeah she is she's fantastic and she is a woman i don't just mean she she is a woman like she embodies a woman on screen, but she is she has the shape of a woman. Right, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like she is not she's not hypersexualized in any way, right. but she still has the sexy body of a woman, and she's not too thin. And I hate the whole like Hollywood. Yeah, it's not glam. She's it's not, she's a no. three dimensional human being. Absolutely on, on screen there, and she does carry the load of the emotional core uh, of the picture. Oh, yeah. She has to kind of uh, you know forfeit her. Um, uh, hesitations to put Johnny Depp into a computer well, because, and, she, because she loves, loves him and him. adores him and, and you feel that you feel the truth of it absolutely because yeah. if you when you love someone you don't want them to pass away you don't want them to leave you so you're going to try to hold on as yeah. hard as you possibly can and this, that's exactly what she does but then can you imagine that I, and I still I live that with her and can you imagine actually being in this relationship where someone's being taken away from you and you fight so hard to keep them and you do but then this person is actually with you 24-7 all the time yeah. they know what you're thinking what you're feeling you, can, you have no moment to yourself so yeah. your privacy is gone completely so that's terrifying when dreams turn dark exactly. yeah and it, it does look like there is no escape for her i mean th- yeah. this is why i think people should go and see the movie Absolutely. i think people should support the concept of it but i i think you're also going to walk away disappointed because there's a lot of you know stereotypical flaws in this thing cole hauser plays a military guy and he is like the go-to face you've military seen in a million guy, yeah. movies <laughs> you know he was uh, chasing riddick in uh, in pitch black and he's a great actor he's yeah. uh and I don't want to hang the the flaws in this film on him as an actor, yeah. as a performer. It's just that Hollywood has to follow this this path, especially for for summer movies. And it's it's a little it's a little too bad because Wally Pfister, who is the director here, built a really beautiful meditation on this really high minded so concept. Great. You know, mm-hmm. and Elon Musk has a cameo in this thing, and I feel like you know Kurtzweil. He talks about um, uh, this idea of. Uh, the, what is it, the singularity of, of humans and technology mm-hmm. sort of intermingling and becoming a unified force. And mm-hmm. he sees a date. He sees that this is all going to be happening. Um, he would have, and I don't know if he gave his endorsement or if he's, he's a, he participated in any of the story craft here, but it, I'm sure he would uh, get a kick out of this movie. You know who else in this movie? Zoe Bonds. Yeah, Zoe Bonds, who is now the new Sue Storm. And oh, God, fright- really? Yeah, she frightens me a little bit. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I um, I like her rebellious characters. Yeah, she's strong. She's a good actor. She is. Yeah. I, I think I kind of feel about her as Sue Storm. Similarly, um, the way that I feel about uh, the, the lady that played Lois Lane. What's her name? The, uh, oh, in Man um, of Steel. Uh, but she was also in Desperate Housewives. Was she? Amy Adams. Amy Adams, oh, yeah. no, Thanks, not Josh. that. Never mind. You can watch Josh on Josh Camp, yeah. by the way. Uh, no, but Amy, Amy you don't Adams, like Amy Adams? 
I like her. I think she's an amazing actor, but she was totally miscast as Lois Lane, and I feel that that's exactly what's going to happen with Zoe Bonds. I'm sorry, I don't know what that I, actress's name is. I don't know if that Sue was. Storm. I don't know if that was Amy's fault, though. I it feel was like all Amy's was, fault. That's already. You think, go, yeah, it's already gone over. We've gone over that already. You think space. it was Amy's fault? But Man of Steel fell apart because I did not believe that Man of Steel would fall in love. <laughs> Man of Steel with, fell apart way before Amy, Amy Adams, Adams as Lois as Lois Lane. No, she was, and, Man of Steel fell apart before Amy Adams was even brought on. Have set. you seen Superman? the 1978 Superman movie with Christopher yeah. Reeve and Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder was as much of a force in that movie as Christopher Reeve was as Superman. But did she and have an awesome script? Did she have an awesome script? Yeah, yeah she did. Yeah, okay. the script was a problem, so, but Amy Adams was a wallflower compared to our superhero. Okay, so who's, who is it supposed to be? I don't know. Who's Lois Lane? I know, a, hey, a, a new Margot Kidder. Yes, you would have kicked ass. <laughs> Just you would have honestly. You need you need a woman with real presence. I mean, she says it one time in the script. In in I hate to re-review these reviews. <laughs> it's fine. I wasn't I wasn't here. So we but can she go. she says in the script, I'm a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. Like she has but, to remind everybody because she's so boring and she's fading into the background. That is not, that her fault. Is not Lois Lane. But that's not her fault. I know that she's is just the, reading the script exactly. And she's being you know grounded in earth. Still not Lois Lane. She needs to project fire and intensity, and she needs to just. Woo us and woo Superman, who is a god you, on earth. Did you watch the television series uh, with yes. um, Dean Cain? Terry Hatcher was and Terry great. Hatcher. That's who I was talking about, Terry yeah. Hatcher. She was she great. She was great. Yeah. There's, I mean, uh, Noel Nellis or whoever played her in the 50s was great, too. You need okay. that firecracker, man. Lois is awesome. Fire. Yes. Just spitting. Um, so yeah, see okay, Transcendence. Yeah, see Transcendence. Definitely see The Raid 2. The Raid 2. Yes. Okay, so a little behind-the-scenes information for you. Victor mm. Lucas and I saw this movie together, and the whole time while we were sitting there, I felt bad for everyone around us because we're just like, oh, oh, oh yeah. God. Like, yeah, and I, and I was coughing as well, so I apologize to everybody. Actually, no. I do not feel sorry for anyone sitting around us for us because we were well-behaved. There was a baby. Yeah, there was a baby in, in the, the screening. In the screening. There was a baby there. Somebody brought their infant child to this incredibly violent film. Yeah, we went to a, a public screening. It was like a, a matinee on on uh, Monday of this week right? in a Vancouver theater. And we could not believe an 18A, a, a, a movie that is absolutely unbelievably violent. But it wasn't a baby. Was a, it was like, a toddler. It was a toddler. It was not it was an infant. Baby. It, was it was a, a two to three year old little boy right. who was... Uh, Honestly, abused by this picture, by by the idiocy of the parents. And I honestly, what, I still can't believe it. What is the line there? What do you get? And we like, I felt obligated to say something. I didn't, but I well, no, I felt we guilty just, that I didn't. You know, we definitely had to move though. We did because move. that was incredibly distracting. Yeah. That was just yes. like the, it's a toddler, and they didn't even they didn't even have those earmuffs for their ears. It was loud in there. I know it was awful. I don't mean to judge. But the movie I mean, I'm not a parent. I shouldn't be judging. Insanity. But. It's so. And there's so much blood. Yeah. Just circle back and keep it on the child thing because we were talking about <clears throat> Prometheus before. I went yeah. to a 10:30 screening at an AVX in Toronto of at Prometheus night? at night 10:30 at night, and a whole family of. Toddlers, I would say toddler to 10-year-old kids, all like a troop of them. They all brought them in, and they were all sleeping by the end of it. But I couldn't believe that that's abuse. people were subjecting their children to that's, this. That's awful. Just because they couldn't find a sitter. It's so terrible. Don't do that to your kids, man. But do, if you are an adult, yeah, go, go and spend money on this movie and support the, the uh, I think Sony uh, distributed the flick and, and Gareth, uh, I, I get Gareth Edwards and Ed Gareth Evans. Evans did this one. And Edwards. Edwards does Godzilla. 
There's two okay. amazing Gareth indie well, guys that are kicking he's ass. Welsh, and, and, right? Yes, he's and Welsh. Gareth. Well, I don't know. I can't remember. But Gareth, who Sorry. one of the Gareths. Kicked Gareth, you're awesome. serious ass with the Raid 2. No one was expecting <laughs> so this thing good. to be a Martin Scorsese-style epic. And oh, it man. absolutely is. And now I want him to direct Ben Affleck in the future Batman movies. Well, because he would make it good. He would make no it incredible. No matter what Ben Affleck yes. did, he would make it amazing. Yeah. This guy, no, all these camera shots, all these angles, the way everything was done, the way the story played out, and just everything about this movie was incredibly entertaining. Yes. And yes, there was a lot of blood. There was so much blood and so much gore. There are a million ways to die, and they are all yeah, in the race too. I'm honestly, Tarantino would be squirming, I think, watching this. Oh thing. yeah, or cheering. But it's uh, it's a tour de force. I think it's my favorite movie of 2014 so far. Holy smokes! And, That's and something. It, what? Wait, better than Captain America? I liked it better than Captain America. I mean, I loved Captain America. I loved it because it's a superhero thing and all that. But I, I was just ab- utterly, astoundingly blown away by the. The, the balls of, of the, the writer, director, producer who yeah. put this movie together because it, it resonates like a, like, like a crime treasure. I mean, it's just outstanding. And you know that it's going to be borrowed from for the rest of time now. You know, Absolutely. like other filmmakers are going to look at this thing and go, well, and other game makers are going to look at this thing and they're going to liberally lift pieces from this thing. And I'd never see, there's a sequence in a subway with a woman that has oh two hammers. Hammer and, girl. And Hammer girl. like a whole fleet of people on commuting on the subway race from Get her. Get up and they run away and, then and it's he, so perfect. And she's got to take care of all of these bad dudes. Who are, and that's the, <gasps> the beauty of the, of the, you know, the uh, choreography and everybody's so a, skill level is unbelievable, man. You're just sitting there mm-hmm. gripping your seat, looking oh, through yeah. fingers, squirming yeah. ooh, ah, ah, for the whole thing. I did, yeah. A lot of this, yeah, yeah. a lot of covering my face because you knew something gross was going to happen and they were going to show you. Yeah. And they so did, even at the ending. Like, I thought it couldn't get any worse. And yes. then there was just, there was a shotgun. And it's escalation, escalation, escalation. Outstanding movie. Empty theater, except Empty for a theater. damn baby. Don't bring your babies to go see Raid 2. Please but go see Raid 2. It's incredible. There's even a guy that was really great with a baseball bat. Yes. Just laying down. Yes. yes. Yes, he was. Serious killings. But he he would take the baseball. I know you want to move on, but he would take a baseball and actually get people with the baseball, hit it himself, and then he had the audacity to ask for the ball back. Yes, he did. And then he got really mad if he didn't get the ball (laughs) back. It's incredible. I believe it. All right, okay. I actually made some notes because there's a lot lot going on, okay? Uh, Let's talk about news stuff that's happening. Sure. Uh, Marty O'Donnell getting fired from Bungie. Uh, what do you think about that? Tell you know me Marty? about it. Have you met I, him? I've never met Marty. No. Okay, he, I, he's somebody I've known forever, and and uh, uh, I consider him a friend. He's um, you know obviously a very close friend of Tommy's because he's a composer okay. and he's worked yes. on all the Halo games. He's working on Destiny, and he's been a part of the video games live uh, phenomenon right from the beginning. So I've oh, seen him fantastic. and interacted with him there. I've interviewed him t- countless times. He's a wonderful guy. Do you and, know why he was fired? Uh, he just says without cause, I guess there must have been some kind of flare-up or some kind of decision in, in uh, direction that they were going. Marty was working with, with Paul McCartney on uh, music leading up to Destiny, some prequel-type wow. music. And this was like a highlight in his career. He's been talking about it forever. And I, I, I have no idea, wow. you know, and I know that Marty's probably under contract and under obligations not to really publicly disclose any of this stuff mm-hmm. yet. I'm sure the truth will come out. But holy crap, it's indicative of this tumultuous 
shakeup that's happening in video games right now. Because this guy's been with Bungie since almost as long as I've been doing EP. He's been there since 1999. And uh, and those are epic tracks. Those yeah, are I mean, honestly, like, I I still like I go to bed at night still humming yeah. the Halo soundtrack in my yes. head. It's just, I mean, obviously a lot of talent there. Yeah, no, he's an incredible tour de force of a guy, and he's going to be busy. I mean, he's going to. Yeah, obviously. Well, he's got the skills, so I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, just like Amy Hennig getting uh, let go or whatever the hell transpired at Naughty Dog. That'll be another yeah. thing where we'll find out about that. And the, the truth will be revealed. But she's fine. She's working on Star Wars and all kinds of stuff. What? What? I'm going to predict that uh, Marty O'Donnell will be announced working soon. On Star Wars? Yeah, I would. I mean, <laughs> honestly, like. You'll find out on EP Daily. Yeah. <laughs> You, you will find out on EP Daily, yeah. but holy crap, it's just like, okay, here's another shock. It's like every week, it's got to be shock. Well, here's something crazy that happened in video games. And, you know, today's another one. Xbox One gamers can't play Spider-Man 2. Okay. It's been canceled or indefinitely delayed on the Xbox One. It's coming out on April 29th on everything else, including the 360. Yeah. But it's not on the Xbox One. Again, Activision and Microsoft have not, you know let out what this is all about but i'm a huge spider-man video game fan if, and i i know there are millions of you out there if you own an xbox one you got to be pissed the ps4 well, players are i mean if you own an game. xbox one you probably own an xbox 360 yeah like, but are you gonna be that upset well and we're gonna review the titanfall xbox uh, 360 game right uh, so, you know very soon but i'll yeah. tease my thoughts on that i did on twitter it's not the same. I mean, you can you can well, argue up and down about the specs and and how well the 360 yeah, build is. Yeah, but is it just the graphics though? <coughs> the graphics. I mean, yeah. the 360 still has it, a lot of juice. It has juice, sure. And the and the game moves. Yeah. And, and you can jump into giant mechs, but <laughs> you're making it seem like we're playing with. I don't. I, I don't feel like I'm I'm jumping into the same quality mech when i'm jumping into <laughs> okay. the titan into the xbox 360 version of titanfall so you're saying once you go xbox one you can never go back absolutely okay you know absolutely or, <laughs> or ps4 <laughs> i mean it's like i do go back to the other machines and i obviously we're still reviewing titles on those games but on yeah. those machines but yeah the, the quality upgrade is noticeable it's yeah. desirable it's uh yeah, you know, and it's only going to improve. And I, uh, it's tough to to compare. I mean, the the f the whole time I'm playing the 360 version of Titanfall, I'm like, I want to play the Titanfall Xbox One game. That's all I'm thinking about oh, in no. my head is like, wow, this is like an hors d'oeuvre. I want the <laughs> buffet. I want the real meal. I want to really jump in, you know. And I know that that is what Spider-Man fans are going to be feeling if they have to. If they've been loyal to Xbox and they got to just go on to uh, Xbox 360. I mean, I'm how not, do you feel? I'm not really bummed about this. No, me either. I mean, you, you seem really bummed. I'm not bummed about it because, well, it's fine. I'll just play it on a different console. It's not, it's not going to bother me. We are very fortunate people. Though. We are very fortunate people. You know, You're right. Many I'm, people I'm, do uh, have pledged allegiance, which is one of the ridiculous things in this business. Is Well, you have to because these are really expensive boxes. I, I know, but the industry forces us to carve out these different you know, territories. We have to and I will, if take I was a gamble in, that we have to pick a, a side here. It's yeah. so stupid. No, you know? if, I wasn't, uh, if I wasn't as spoiled as I am right now with everything, I would still have to pick my side. And I've, I've always honestly been with Xbox. I've always been with Xbox. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I would have taken the PS4. Josh, are you on my side? 
No, you're uh, not on my side. Oh. What are people saying? Sony Is anybody Fanboy. tweeting or texting about yeah. uh, the the uh, the bungee stuff or the Spider-Man uh, stuff? Well, we had some questions in the same realm. We yeah. had okay. uh, Shadiq Fast. I hope I'm saying that. Oh right. yeah. Um. What are your guys' thoughts on Sony's plan to sell all their Square Enix shares? Okay, that's oh. uh, we had a question about Sony selling their uh, PlayStation 4. What's the guy's name? Uh, Shadiq Basque. Shadiq Basque. Uh, yeah, Sony's yeah. selling their Square Enix shares. Um, I, I think it's... It's all about the money, ain't a damn thing funny. Well, well you up, know what? I, I, would, I would venture to guess that... So, that um, are they selling them back to Square or are they just selling them outright? I guess the, the answer is out there. Yeah. I, I mean, Square is a multi-platform company. They yeah. have strayed from even, uh, you know, first loyalty to Sony mm -hmm. recently, in recent years. And I, I don't know if this is a direct uh, answer or response to Square's um, commitment to Microsoft. And, and uh, really, it's been Microsoft. Yeah. Um, or if Square wants those shares to sell to other people. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Sony needs the money, uh, but, you know, clearly what's happening with Square Enix is that they are not as uh, harmoniously aligned as they used to be with Sony and as they That's used to be That's really sort of surprising to me. Yeah. I thought that they were stronger than ever because of the Realm Reborn and having to, like, I just thought that it um, was all good. Everything was all good. Well, I, I don't know if publishers that, I don't know if publishers can afford to be loyal to one thing. I mean, this speaks to the idea that that uh, a relatively... I mean, here's the thing with these public companies, right? They all need to project and and uh, and report on uh, profits and an increased share price every quarter. So the pressures on them are enormous to do whatever it takes to build revenue. Okay. And if the industry as a whole which is now besieged by competition in the uh, uh, mobile space with, with iOS, and now Amazon's getting into the fray, mm -hmm. and pretty soon Google and Apple will have their own stuff. So the, this console business, which Nintendo and Sega and Microsoft and Sony together really have built, and NEC, you could argue, and Atari, you could argue, that sort of group of companies has built over the last 30 years. Now they've got more competition than they've ever faced before. Yeah. But the whole core of that business has been to uh, get fanboys frothing at the mouth and taking a choice on which console to buy. So it's carved up the business internally already. Yeah. And now they've got true mass market competition yeah. from these other outliers out there that net just arose out of nowhere, these... these uh, these apple cart turning companies. Okay, so they're... But Square Enix has released games for iOS. That's exactly what's happening. So, My point is is that these these companies are... They they have to not play favorites. Exactly. That's their only way for preservation. Gotcha. And, um, I mean, even Sony is answering that. I mean, one of the things I reported today, which you guys will be seeing this June, is the uh, uh, Bravia 4K TVs that are coming out this year that are going to be PlayStation Now enabled. No PlayStation console... You just, just buy this TV, it's going to have PlayStation games playable on this thing. So you Amazing. can just buy a PlayStation 4 controller and just I have guess so. It? I guess so. That is crazy. I guess so. I mean, like, honestly, we're entering, we're entering a, uh, a really interesting world where a box does not signify the content you're going to be able to get, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, God, the pressures are, are huge. The pressures are huge. You got to be everywhere. Steady competition, yeah. Right? 
Like, how can it, Activision publish Destiny, which is going to be billions and billions of dollars for these guys? Uh, you know, hopefully they'll earn it. It's probably going to cost them five hundred million plus to make this thing and market God. this thing. How can they do that just for the consoles? You know, isn't Destiny? Doesn't it have to be on on Amazon's thing? Doesn't it have to be on PC? And doesn't it have to be on the on iOS? Is in Am- some capacity, Amazon's thing is that going to be able to harness the power? I don't know of what this game is supposed to bring. I, us? I don't know, but like when you spend that kind of money, don't you at this point, you know? Ha- and this is why all of the uh, the shareholders at, uh, in Nintendo are are begging them and and demanding the president to mm-hmm. uh, and the, the the company as a whole to to move towards mobile, move to where the numbers are, you know. It's a it's the a crazy time. There. I know. Well, it's a crazy time. It's all about money. It's a it's about money, and we are so acutely aware of it. It's exhausting. I know. You know, I'm so tired of reporting on bad news and and financial positioning and free to play taking over and it like I want to just be happy and enjoy and love this stuff i want to click on games and not be suspicious of them that's one of the things oh. that i thought about the other day is like I, I i want to retain the joy of discovery in video games i don't want to click on things and start playing them and be wary that at some point they're going to ask me for more money that, oh God, that's a I know. terrible that feeling thing? right yeah, that is actually, it's just, I feel like I'm used to it now, which is really I, crazy. I, it's so sad. But but kids now, like their first games, this is their first gaming experience. And that's what they're going to think of when they think of video games. Yes. This. Well, King, not even think of it. It's just going to be a thing. The guy that runs King was out there being interviewed and he was talking about, this is the Candy Crush people. I'm, I, yeah, I know. We I made not. some comments about never talking about them, but he was talking about uh, uh, every game should be free to play. Well, of course he said that. But he said that the the the, the monetizing uh, results are in. It should be uh, the de facto standard. And he he brought up Grand Theft Auto and and Halo. And uh, can you imagine jumping into Mario and getting to a point and saying, okay, well now we need you. If you want extra mushrooms, pay for them. Now if you want, uh, I mean, what? How does that change everything? It changes uh, everything to, to be such a a cynical. Yeah. Grub, and, he, and one of the things that he said is that wouldn't gamers who love these games want them to go on forever? And I, I asked that back I, to you guys. I do, I do feel that way about Kingdom Rush Frontiers. I do feel that way about yeah, Kingdom Rush. Yeah, but you Rush. pay once and you get the whole thing. You, yeah, but they have... Oh, uh, you can buy some more crap, yeah. 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 Well, that's only to have an easier time in the game. That's the only reason that that free to, that stuff is in there, that premium stuff is in there. But I would I would love it if I could just hit refresh and then another stage would open up yeah. on that game. Yeah. Those games, okay, fine. He has a point. But did he also say something about making a lot of money off of other people's ideas? Yeah. Touché. Because that happened. Yes. Did he also say it while he was bathing in his bed filled with money? <laughs> <laughs> Rolling around. Okay, all right. Twisting let's, his let's evil mustache. Before, before we turn um, this into the free-to-play, It's fine. No, I know. We can't get back play. on it. But okay. does Josh have a question before you go? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunch of questions. All right. Sean Middleton. Hi, Sean Middleton. Sean Middleton. How would you say that wrong? Josh, how would you say Sean Josh, Middleton what is, wrong? Come on. Sean <laughs> Middleton <laughs> asks... Never All right, okay. What is Nintendo's game plan now? They seem to be lost in the woods. Boy, I mean, that's, that's, we have, in two months, 
We'll find we, out. as Nintendo fans, will find out what yeah. Nintendo has got up their sleeves for the uh, the future. I don't. I mean, I feel like with other Nintendo directs, they're they're trying to show us that they have a game plan. Yeah. But I I still am confused at the end of each one. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what they have is awesome damn games. They, you know, they well, really, they have awesome games that they they have awesome franchises. They have awesome and a, an awesome catalog. And they should open us up to new as of late. I know, and I mean, they're going to be going into E3 with Mario Kart, and I think it's going to be a triumph. And I think what we probably will see at E3 this year—this is total pure uh, speculation—price drops and a new um, Wii bundle package of some kind is going to be announced. Uh, So, if anybody is thinking about a Wii U for Mario Kart, my recommendation is just to wait till after wait till after yeah uh, you know i think that game is going to be worth purchasing a wii u for absolutely and i think it's uh it's going to be a phenomenal game i can't yeah. wait i mean the, the the recent preview that we had on the show just hey, knocked you know my what? Off. maybe this christmas will be the christmas for wii u well i maybe think what's going to happen is christmas. nintendo will see what the other people are all doing with mm-hmm. sony and, mm-hmm. and microsoft and they've got to reply and they've got to reply uh, on uh People's uh, disappointments with with uh, software and and uh, the publishers' disappointments with uh, the amount of install base out there. Yeah. So I think what we're going to see is maybe a new SKU for the Wii U that's lower cost, um, a complete sort of redesign on the system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know we're going to see. I, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a lower cost Wii U and some amazing bundles out there where yeah. you're going to get some some pretty decent software and. Maybe even a loyalty rewards thing for the people that have been there for a little while, which would be a yeah, great thing. Yeah, they do that. And I honestly, it's only a matter of time until subscription is available. Like PlayStation Now, I think, is going to be a big, it's going to shake things up again. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see, imagine a Nintendo subscription. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, okay. Imagine I, paying I Nintendo 10 bucks a month to be able to play they're, you know, amazing back catalog. What would games. be the bundle for you that you would say, okay, I'm going to buy another Wii U because this is an amazing bundle and I have to get it? Uh, I, you know, honestly, like if they come out with, uh, I love Mario Kart. If they came out with some really kick-ass red shell shaped Wii U or something. I mean, <laughs> that would be so cool, yeah. Wouldn't that be incredible? I mean, yeah. I, I think that might be something of the future of games as consoles, as, as, um, you know, ornaments and as collectibles in the in the home is to mm-hmm. employ some of the stuff that we're seeing, like that Titanfall Collector's Edition, and I've got the Halo one there. I've got the the Bird from Getting Bioshock Infinite. You know, but imagine if the consoles themselves came out like that. You know, I, mean, I think that'd be incredible. That'd be so rad. <laughs> the overrun. Yes. What else do you have, Josh? Yeah. Um, I have one. I'm not sure if you guys can answer it. Yeah. Camshell. Yep. Uh, can you guys talk one word or two about the last episode of Game of Thrones? Oh, uh, we haven't seen the last episode. Yeah. We don't, okay. No, I've only seen the three that we were. Uh, it, yeah, no, we, we just were saw the first. Three. Oh, the last episode, the previous, the yeah, one that so, just aired. So, okay. Oh uh, uh, wait, the oh with Joffrey. Can finally. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, are you? Did you? You spoiled it. No, don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no spoils. I just said. I just said his name. We didn't oh, with King Joffrey. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that that's the one that just happened. Yes. Because I, we, that's the one that just happened. Yeah. Uh, I will say uh, finally. It was. Uh, <laughs> I say finally. One word. <laughs> uh, I was jumping up and down. Wonderful. Joy. God, wonderful. You know, yeah. and I've seen, and you and I have seen three, yes. which I think the third one airs this week. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to cap, I've got them all stacked up on my PVR. I'm going to watch all of those again. 
and I can't wait to see where we go now. Oh, God, wow. it's going to be amazing. It doesn't so matter what happens in the show. I love every second of it. Yeah, so damn good. Okay. Um, Kay, you want to move on? Uh, I've got um, the uh, preload in uh, 1.7 for uh, the PlayStation 4. So now, okay. and I think Xbox is going to be announcing that too with, uh, with Xbox One. You're going to be able to buy games. This is what Steam does as well, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. So if you buy stuff digitally... Uh, it'll load it onto your machine and then it'll unlock right at eleven or at midnight or whatever, which is amazing. I think that's that's Fantastic. also a tip to the future for some of this stuff. Of course, I wouldn't have to sit down and and download um, Wolf Among Us the next chapter. It would just happen. But it, you know, this this downloading of games because I, I recently. Um, I I'm gonna, I bought another PlayStation 4 for the house. Yeah, so he, oh my God. Well, he bought another PlayStation 4. I, like, we walk out of EB Games, he's just well, beaming with, I'm like, don't you already have one of those? I do. But, you have two uh, of those, actually? And now I have two, but there's a good reason. All right, don't hate me, okay? I, uh, I don't That's want fine. to disappear from my family into my cave all the time. And I want to be able to uh, access my games and sit on the couch and still be around my family. So I'm doing that a little bit. Um... But I, I'm downloading some of the games that I've purchased or have, uh, you know, received from publishers to, to review onto the PS4, and it takes forever. And the thing that I, I really kind of recognize every time I shoot at EB Games and we do those buried treasure segments is just how much it makes sense to buy used games, you know? Yeah. Like how much it's, it just, you well, save a ton of dough, and there are tons of great titles out there, and... I, it's well, such I a just, crying shame that these consoles are not backwards compatible so that they I can know. play all of these disc-based treasures, man. I know. I just really like looking at a collection of games. Yes. I really like seeing, I, I, like there's just a few games here, but I love seeing that. I lo- and I love organizing yeah. and just seeing them all together and feeling proud of the games that I've, I've achieved, these yeah. games that I've accomplished. So even the ones I need to get to, it's nice to see that I always have something there. And when you see it, it makes it real. Yes. Whereas these things that are just downloaded, I don't, honestly, I will go into my Vita and see all these games that I've downloaded, but I'm like, oh yeah, I have that game. It's just not, they're not, they, they, I lose them. Yeah, and games already, because of the numbers of games that have been published yeah. over the years, uh, and that remains true now with all of the mobile stuff, there's just so many t- games to choose from. They've already mm-hmm. always been battling this disposable quality anyways, even when they were disc-based or cartridge-based or whatever. You know, you would finish or, or complete or get tired or get bored of something, yeah. and then you would return it or give it away or stack it in your in your closet or whatever. But that's even more so now in this digital age. Now mm-hmm. it just feels, and with this move to free-to-play again, where it just feels like games are given the short shrift, that they're valueless, that they are, uh, you know, play and forget. And yeah, I, I don't think that that's the the way that we should go as fans of this stuff. I think we should have a collection and it feels good to walk into a store like EB Games and pick up a game and talk about it and remember it and, and, and go back and, and, and revisit it. And we're not going to do that so much. I know. I know. It's so easy for me to, because I need more data on whatever device I'm downloading on, yeah. especially with my 3DS, because we right. download a lot of games. Yeah. And I will just have to go through and make room. So I go through and I delete games that I haven't finished yet, but I know that I I have to delete it yes. or I'm not going to have enough room. And yes, I can go buy a new card, but how many cards do you want me to buy? Yeah. I can't. It's it, it makes more sense for me to just delete these games. And it's easy for me to say so long, like easier than I easier than it should be really yeah yeah you know and i think about that too with blu-rays as well like 
I've definitely slowed down on purchasing them, you yeah. know, because a lot of this stuff is available digitally. In fact, Frozen, yeah. which I, I bought for my, my daughter, uh, I bought it digitally because yeah. I know that it's going to live on iPads and watch it on Apple TV Christ. again and again and again. But yeah. uh, I still love collecting my favorite movies on Blu-ray, too. I like seeing them and seeing the collection and knowing well, that they're nice there. It's nice seeing them. Yeah. I, I feel like it's easier to make the commitment to to uh, the disc when you pull it off of a shelf. Because, you know, even it's paging through... It's an event. Through, it is an event. Right? Because paging through Netflix, Netflix now, I just feel like I, I love Netflix so much. Yeah. But I'll just be paging through things and I don't really want to commit to anything, really. Like, yeah, I'll, and, the, and then there's shit like uh, Captain America and Thor being ripped off of the Netflix store just before Captain America 2 oh, comes God, out. Oh, God, that's really irritating. So, and, and it's it feels like it's so ephemeral and it's just going to be gone. And, yeah. and I, you know, it there is something really cool about permanence. And, I, you know, I recently bought the Saga printed comics again. Yeah. And I brought Black Beetle as a printed comic she again. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just getting nostalgic or... But I'm, I'm loving the idea of physical collections of stuff yeah. right now yeah. you know and I'm, I I know the it's undeniable that you know faster internet is coming everywhere mm -hmm. more hard drive space more cloud stuff is sure. coming and we're going to have digital collections of all of this media but there is something really fantastic about owning this stuff you know being yeah. able to share it with your family and share it with friends and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking I, about that a lot. I, well, I've been thinking about the that more space stuff because we uh, watch Silicon Valley. Yeah. And so that's the whole idea there. The I don't compression. Know, I can't, yeah, the compression. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that that's going to, it's still going to be a thing. I remember buying a, a three terabyte tower yeah. and I was just so excited about the terabytes, but I spent so much money on all of this memory and now it's like nothing. It's three terabytes. Yeah. yeah. It's just whatever. Yeah. And with photos. Uh, no, uh, well, no. Why porn. not? Yes. Your porn with collection. With porn. My yes. massive porn collection. The no, truth is you know, out. What, do people download porn? Can you just get I, on the internet for free? I don't know. Yeah, I, Victor I, Lucas knows. I, I, I don't know. I'm pure. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, Monument Valley If anybody has any porn questions, about. be sure to add message. Scott C. Jones. <laughs> no. Clearly. Send all your messages. Oh, that's true. Yes. Scott C. Jones is the resident porn yes. expert. Uh, Monument Valley I want to talk about because... You want to talk about it, but I haven't played it yet. I know you haven't. Okay, well, this is a game. I've tweeted a couple pictures. I've stopped doing that with iOS games because all of them allow you to... You want to send out something from your game to tell people how cool you are playing our game? Every every game does that. But Monument I Valley is so... Oh, undo I'm your pants. Sorry. It is the ceremonial undoing of the pants time. I, I had too much Everyone, coffee and I'm really bloated. Exhale. Okay, you can continue. That feels much better. All right. So, yes, I've been tweeting photos or images from the game, and people have been responding nicely, saying oh. it looks beautiful. It is beautiful. It's a, it's a gorgeous puzzle platforming um, adventure. It reminds me a little bit of that PlayStation, uh, the PSP game, Echo Chrome. Okay, yeah. All I right. Know Echo Chrome, which, yeah. which overstayed its welcome, and the loading times were abysmal on that thing. Mm -hmm. But you had to play with perspective, and you had to get a, care, a little yeah. character. So it, it borrows from that, but it also has the, uh, uh, the visual, uh, I, I don't know, etherealness that you would see in um, Sword and Sorcery. Oh. Um, and then it's got a little kind of Legend of Zelda, a little eco. There's a, there's a, a loneliness. There's a, a haunting quality to the game. It's okay. beautiful. No, the I music like I'm is gonna really enjoy it. Beautiful. And, I, you know, I don't finish tons of games on iOS. They're, they're kind of like you play for a little bit and you forget them and then 
you know, yeah. you're surrounded by choice there. On to the next one. But this one, I, I, I beat it. It's not long, but I got to the end. I'm like, God, I want more. Where's the next stuff? And That's I'm good. sure there will be expansion or downloadable or I'm sure they're working on more. I think it's a big hit, but I, I totally recommend it. It's an amazing game. And it, it is also one of those games where the touchscreen is your friend. It really works well because you're That's you're good. spinning levers and you're twisting some of the geometry around and uh, you know you're zooming in with your and it's so so they made beautiful. a tablet game for a tablet yes okay. and and there are tons of them I mean I yeah I think we get mired in lots of uh, mediocre stuff that's why we don't do as much iOS stuff on the or more Android stuff on the shows right now is that there well team has been triple s- play has been disbanded yeah so. not true but there's been so <laughs> much copycatting and so yeah. much I mean how many Flappy bird. Yeah. Well, there was okay, but line birds happened before flappy birds, and I played line. Like I don't. Just all these games are just ripoffs of another game. That's what's happened. Which is really frustrating. Josh, so cynical. I have uh, one question. Yeah. Off topic. Brian Costa. Brian Costa. What's your guys' thoughts on the new Ninja Turtles movie? Thoughts on the new Ninja Turtles movie? Mm-hmm. This is like the biggest stink face I could possibly give. Yeah, the uh, Peter Laird, who's one of the co-creators of the of the uh, of the property, has not been so happy with the new designs. He of says that not. they should have been more true to the original. I'll give it the I, benefit of the doubt until I see it. No, but I'm not, I'm not a Turtles fanatic. I didn't read the books. They came out. You know, I was a little old. You when, don't have to be, but you saw the movie. I saw. You know what I loved was the CG movie. That, oh. that Imagine did. They did a CG movie a little like two or three years ago. It okay. was terrific. It was a great movie, and it really um, had the, the the freshness and the fun and, and the action of a Turtles experience. And I encourage any Turtles fan to go out and check that thing out. I uh, saw the old live-action stuff. It was not for me, you know? Not my thing. I, was, I uh, thought it was really great. They were, I mean, and they I, were cutesy and cool, but and, and I know everybody... That grew up with that, loved all of that stuff, but you know, I, it's like the Transformers for me. I'm I I wasn't so huge on that stuff that well, I enjoyed the the first I, and third movie. I mean, I loved it. I had Turtles things growing up. That was yeah. like my that was my time. But I just I'm I was really upset when they announced Michael Bay. Yeah. First of all, because not, I feel like he I I honestly feel like he ruins everything. He's a douchebag, but I don't hate bag. on his work. You know, he's he's a mouthy, uh, super. Pervy. Sort of, well, and he's like a macho, like, he just seems like he, he would oh, be Oh, do you a, remember what he did at Samsung? Yeah, he froze on Samsung. Sorry, he's, I'm interrupting you, but I got excited about that. He seems like he would be a bit of a jerk, you he, know? Absolutely. But, and then, and then, But and I like then, his movies. I like, what? I like, I like Armageddon. I like The Rock. I liked Bad Boys. He's been going south for... I I like Transformers One, and I thought Transformers Three was a ton of fun. I like what he does. He's Transform- he's a good movie maker. I hated that pain, pain and game. That was terrible. But he, he, he's all about the gratuitous shot. Like he's, he's all about. He's a commercial maker. Yes, absolutely. He makes two-hour commercials. And then the whole casting of Megan Fox thing for this—that was really upsetting. Right. You know what would have been great as April? Katie Finlay. She would oh, have been yes. fantastic she, as April. Good call. Shout out to Katie. Katie, what's yes. up, girl? Um, no, but that I just I don't understand that relationship at all because I thought uh, Megan Fox didn't want to work with him what? anymore after she did the second Transformers yeah, with it. Yeah, she announced that she didn't want to work with him anymore. Oh, and then they they made up. It's you know the controversy. It's all about the money. It's curating, man. It gives you a little bit more uh, limelight time, and that's that's what it's all about. And every every. Uh, 
you know, apple cart that, that uh, Michael Bay stands on or kicks over just makes him more reputable, you know, or irreputable. <sighs> but that's what you need in order to have the money, money, money career that yeah. these guys are all chasing out there. Uh, thanks for the question, Brian. Yeah, good question. I mean, I, who knows? It might be a fun, fil- uh, a fun flick. I, I don't want to call it yet. For me. If everybody's it's hating on be, it, I understand. It's going to be shit. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. Don't, don't go see it. Do not go see it. Do not give him your Boycott. money. Boycott. Boycott. Boycott I would say signs. boycott the turtles. Josh, you're not going. Josh is going. So there it is. It's Why a turtles do you have thing. to? He loves the turtles. He's got to see what they do with it. But like, you... like we're all going to go see Batfleck. We got to go see what he does. The first picture of Batman, the new Batman, that's going to be a day. Holy shit. The internet is going to break. Like, honestly, when Ben Affleck, the photo of him in the Batman suit comes out, <laughs> everything will stop. You're going to be running around this place and waving the picture around. Well, I, everything is going to stop all over the world, the whole world. There'll be people, like, in monasteries going, where's the new okay. Batman? You know? That's what happens in Victor Lucas's world. People in monasteries will stop yes. when the picture Mid-prayer. of Batman comes out. Mm, okay. That's the new Batman. Okay. All right. All right any other questions? Yeah, we have um, Shiggy. He asked, what are your guys' thoughts on the new X-Men movie? I can't wait for this movie. The trailers look incredible. It does look like a cast of not thousands, but millions of uh, potential actors and, and weird X suits. But uh, I'm just really upset. This is not the X-Men movie, but the Gambit movie. Is going to be Channing Tatum? Did they announce that for sure? Well, those are rumors. They're rumors. Yeah, don't be but upset I, yet. No, I don't. I, that really upsets me. You want Taylor Kitsch to I be your team Kitsch. Kitsch. We yeah. know, yeah. But this movie looks great. I mean, the uh, the Sentinels. Uh, I think they're going to come in different size stages. Uh, you know, everybody's game. Everybody's respectful of the property. Everybody's really uh, wanting this thing to go big or go home. It's really upsetting to hear about the Brian Singer news just as this movie is coming out. You know, it's awful stuff uh, that he's been accused of, and mm. if he did it, I can't. I, you know, unacceptable and awful. Um, but the movie looks phenomenal and he is a terrific I want, I want to know more about the singer juice the singer oh, i don't want to talk about that That's i know i can tell you're getting gossip. really uncomfortable oh it's hey. I, he's been accused of uh, uh sexually abusing younger Ugh, people gross. you know younger boys yeah mm. anyways this is not really what we talk about at uh, at epn but no of uh, course not but we're podcasting now and it's out there. Let it all fly. And, and, it's it, out and it is out there, and it's really unfortunate timing because Fox is going huge on the budget with this thing. Obviously, look at the cast that's in this thing, and the effects look incredible. They fixed Beast from the the last movie. He looks so silly oh, okay. in days of in the uh, uh, first class movie. He looks yeah. like he should have been from the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> show. Uh, you know, so it's I'm I'm excited as hell. I can't wait to see all of these actors go together. Yeah, it should be. It should be a good time. And I'm also yeah. excited about the crossover stuff that's happening now, With uh, although nobody's saying crossover, but the X-Men is going to be teased in Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that this is all coming. You know that Marvel is sitting there going, because Marvel can't afford, we answered this a little bit on reviews today, but mm-hmm. the uh, Marvel cannot afford to spend, because Disney can't buy all of this stuff and pay for all of these movies to be made that we all want. Yeah. They just cannot. And so they need to partner with other studios. And every big picture, whether it was Titanic or Avatar or whatever, they all all work together, which is something that the movie industry does. And listen, I'm a little, you know, 
idealistic when I think about this because I know it's it is much more cutthroat than than what this is. But yeah. the video game industry has worked really hard to kind of pretend that the other guys don't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, so much so to the point where we when we sometimes shoot our behind the scenes documentaries and stuff like that, we have to blur PlayStation controllers so that they don't appear on the Xbox, you know, videos and stuff like that. Like it's it's so crazy. But in the movie business, there is this blanket sort of we're in this together uh kind of awareness. Okay. And and a lot of competitive partnership that happens as well like competitors partnering to make sure that a film gets the launch that it deserves or gets the money that it takes to build something if it's going to be epic scale and there's history with that there's uh um you know there's different instances that you can point to where this has worked Mm -hmm. and so that is going to continue to happen in the case of the marvel world this is now the biggest mega franchise in history, in movie history. It's bigger than anything that's ever come. James Bond, Harry Potter, any of that stuff, the Marvel movies. That's just what Marvel has put out. Yeah. That's not what the other guys have put out. So they're going to be pulling the strings on partnerships like crazy. So Spider-Man will probably be in Avengers 3, I would predict. Well. And uh, I would predict that X-Men versus the Avengers is going to be the next mega 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 story thing that will happen uh they'll take right from the comics and they will go there and then i don't hesitate to think for one minute Mm -hmm. that warner brothers will be in on this and a justice league versus avengers thing will happen by 2030 and you know which is still a long time away money down on that that will happen so tune in but you want you want uh the video game industry to work the way the film industry does hell yeah yeah hell yeah you know, why you do people have to make yeah. choices all the time about where, you, you know, how much they buy. can afford to buy and yeah. where they should spend their money. And if I buy this, I can't play that. Like, it's so limiting, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it's the only media that we have to really grapple with that. Yeah. You know, you don't have to choose what theater to see a movie in because it won't play. I mean, I guess you have to. Sometimes it happens. Yes, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess it is sort of analogous to deciding on on theaters based on what they're showing. But yeah. I, you know, I was waiting for you at the screening the other day, and I was thinking Which, how oh. uh, I don't know. We saw five movies this oh, week, yeah, we whatever. Did see a lot of movies. But I was I was thinking how antiquated it is and how silly it is that we have to wait for the times to line up with our viewing of this film. You know, okay. that is definitely going to be something that goes away in the future. And I don't know what, oh. I don't know how that will be. I don't know if there will be mass attendance for, for movies, but I, I think likely what will happen is that you'll be partnering or you'll be uh, subscribing to like a cine, like Cineplex is a big uh, movie screen um, uh, company in our country here in Canada. Mm-hmm. I would hazard a guess you pay Cineplex 20 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month and you'll be able to watch them at home with, you know, on day and date when these things start arriving. Wow. I think that's going to be happening as well, right? So the Netflix model going everywhere. I, I think it's got to be going to that for sure. Yeah, Probably. Because it doesn't, I mean, we're living in an on-demand world and to sit, to force people to, it's be great. somewhere by a certain Yeah, time. it just feels outdated. It feels yeah. outdated. Well, my whole thing is that I don't really want to be sitting next to any assholes. Yep. At, in the theater. And, our, you know, we're all going to be having these amazing... <laughs> There's so many assholes. ...massive TVs that will be smart and 4K. Yeah. And, you know, so, I, I, you know, 
Another question? Yeah. Got two. Okay. okay. Somebody, Kyle Camshell, wants to know the story behind this Batman. This oh. particular one, he sees it in my camera. So yeah, I, oh, okay. I love that Batman. Wanna... Can we see? I don't know if it's going to Sure. Break. Yeah. yeah. Pass, Can I pass touch home. it? I don't want to ruin it. Can I yes. touch your Batman? Ooh, I love this figure. This is, uh, it, this is based on the Alex Ross image. I, you can't really see it on the camera. I've got, I'm holding what about a... What those people listening Okay, people watching. listening, I'm holding a 12-inch... Uh, one, six, one sixth scale Batman figure based on Alex Ross. Uh, lots of articulation in the character, the collapsible batarangs. He's got the big bulky uh, uh, bat belt, and he's got the broad um, bat symbol, the, the old black on gray bat symbol, and a cool kind of uh, leathery type of cape. But I love this look. I love this style and design it's very realistic looking and right now i'm going to walk up to the camera and marissa's going to uh, talk about what a nerd i am oh, okay right he's saying how incredible it is it costs about a hundred dollars he well it used to cost a hundred dollars i i don't have a count on uh, let me how many batmans you have yeah, i don't have a count on how many batmans i have i think i probably have about 200 and um this is one of my favorite Favorite ones out of all of the ones that I have. I love you, Batman. <laughs> he is now kissing his Batman, <laughs> which I think he does every time he steps into the office. He says, good morning. Hello, Batman. It's me. I'm to back. Batman. Okay. And he says, and he gets welcome back. Really trying to get my daughter excited. Ruby to say, where's the detonator? She hasn't gotten there yet. I know. <laughs> she just says, no. She was so no. cute. I saw her this week and I uh, was playing a uh, foot phone with her. Yeah. And uh, when I was done making my phone call on her foot, yeah. she looks at me and says, are you an adult? <laughs> I, I ask you that like, a lot, too. No, And she asks me that, <laughs> and we're not adults. And be a kid as long as you can, okay? Yes. All right, promise me, be a kid as long as you can. Have joy and, and dream and have fun out there. You, well, right. You too, right? Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's the we way want, I want to live my life, for sure. We want toddlers to look at us and ask us if we're if adults. If we're adults, yeah. That's a great thing. <laughs> I treasure that. I think that's awesome. She was so cute. I, I didn't know how to respond, really, because yes, I am, but I don't really want to be, so no. Yes. Not really. Do we have any Twitter questions that we want oh. to answer? Do you have, you have some I do. TQs? Uh, well, okay, let's talk about, oh, God, there's a few, sorry. Uh, oh, can I take you out for coffee, Kate? We, <laughs> we discussed that one earlier. We, uh, okay. Just keep asking Aaron. on Twitter. It's, it's endearing. No, um, Just once a day, ask if you could take Marissa out for coffee. No, okay, no. That's very sweet of you, though, but no, I'm okay. Um, uh, which, oh, Big Fatty Floyd. Yeah. Asks, which most recent game has left you gutted with disappointment? Mm, well, the one that springs to mind right away is Force Unleashed 2, okay. which I, I mean, it's not that recent, but uh, God, I wanted that thing to be so incredible. Uh, uh, what about you? Okay, I don't... Nothing? Know. There's a lot of things that disappoint me, Victor we, Lucas. We, I don't... Like, you want to talk about... You want to talk about disappointment? We saw something today. Oh, we can't talk about it. No. Shoot! Too soon. That was disappointing. We can't talk about it though, so never mind. That's uh, that's the challenge on on the spot reflection like that yeah. because we are swarming with what's cooking this week. Yeah, and we have like seven or eight stories in our minds yeah. right now There's, on stuff yeah. that we're playing or seeing in the in the theater. So it's it's not always easy to call up that thing that really pissed you off. Or, Can we talk about Forty Seven Ronin? 
Sure. Yeah, that was a that was uh, yeah. That's out on Blu-ray, and we we're, we're reviewing it. It's going to be on the show pretty soon. Um, oh, forty. Oh, just the disc. And uh, the movie this is, is what the disc looks like. You don't so ever need to see boring, it again, though. So dull. And in our uh, research on the movie, oh, discovered that it is the biggest box office bomb of, of all, all time. time. There's never been a more expensive box what office failure. Then 47 Ronin, which was a real shock to me because I, I, you know, I'd heard about this thing coming and Keanu's back and he's wielding a sword. And, I love Keanu. And we, he's an amazing actor and, a, yeah. you know, not always a great actor, but I just, I like him as a human being. He's a cool person yeah. and I want the best for him. I want him to be in great work and uh, he has been and this is not. And it was so brutal to watch it, it and the behind the scenes stuff. You'll you'll see the in the review, but it wasn't it wasn't cringeworthy bad. It was just boring it was, it bad. It was T V movie bad with it, an insane amount of money. Well, I can't believe that's how much money this movie so bad. took in. I yeah. I mean spent. They didn't take yeah. in anything. <laughs> they spent a lot of money, but they had to but well, we saw a lot of the behind the scenes features. So yeah. I mean they they built everything from the ground up and yep. everything looks expensive Every, everything all of the set pieces all the costuming I, I am that's a great question big flatty floyd i'm trying to think about disappointments Flo- oh about your disappointment yeah i'm trying I'm, I'm racking my head right oh, now okay uh yeah biggest disappointment with games though um this year i don't know i i haven't because i i try not to just like i do with movies i try not you to move build on. them up i try yeah. to build them up in my oh, head okay. first yeah uh and so that way i'm not that disappointed right um, I'm, it also was tough for me, like just going back to movies, it was tough for me to watch, it's tough for me to watch something or even play something after I've played something that's so amazing right? or watch something that's so amazing. Yeah. So watching 47 Ronin after watching the raid, um, two. the raid two was really, it's just like popping or, the bubble. Or, or I don't, Captain America. Yeah. Or Captain yeah. America. It's just like, I, I have to sit through this now when I just had, when I just sat through something awesome. That Captain America game from Gameloft is a bit of a massive Oh, well that was, yeah, but that was not, no, not a I shocker that it, it is, yeah. but it's it, just the fact that there is no fantastic, great Captain America video game yeah. when this amazing movie comes out. That's yeah. a, that's an utter shame. I right know. There. That's I know. a heartbreak right there. We already discussed this yes, in great detail last week, so yes. we will not go back to it. No. All right. But yeah, like, what, leave it alone. All right. Okay, you want, you Can want I kiss George. Batman again? <laughs> that is not a euphemism, by the way. Uh, he really likes kissing his Batman. Um, uh, from Tyler Veenstra, mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about technology being implemented into gaming? Oh. Example, Oculus Rift. Yes. Uh this is this is a big question because yeah. we need technology, we need these advancements, we need yes. this uh, juice and this goose in our uh, medium like crazy. But I think that we are gimmick obsessed mm-hmm. in games, yeah. and it's and it's really, um, uh, it's really hurting the industry. It's really uh, becoming a trap, and I think we're seeing that with Connect. I think we saw that with. The, the Wii Motion waggle and the and the PlayStation Move, right. and we've seen. I, I mean, there's just probably uh, uh, garbage dumps filled with peripherals for video games, and we've treated it as this gimmicky medium of of um, you know it's just for kids, and let's throw robots at them, and let's throw these uh, yeah. tennis rackets that you can slap. Oh, I know. Do you remember that Harry Potter storybook <laughs> thing too? Yeah, you know, so yeah, much of that so stuff. Much, yeah. <coughs> oh, Victor Lucas and is sick. I, sorry, hold on, I'm coughing. He needs some water. What do you? <coughs> oh. And I feel an Oculus is um, 
not that. I think yeah. it is definitely a, a thing and a bellwether and, a, and a, a taste of what's to come. No, yeah, I think that's definitely raising the bar to a different level. It's But yeah. it's something else completely. <coughs> it's not these little gimmicky things. It's not these... Well, I don't want to say they're gimmicky, but they, they totally are. Like the PlayStation Move, I... I use that thing for an iota of a second. Milliseconds, yeah. I'm going to go get some water. Oh, wait, okay. No, I'm going to go get some water. You're going to leave? Oh, do you want me to just tap dance? Because I'm just going to be coughing as as I try to talk. Okay, sure. But I want to finish this song. Oh, okay, so... So, go on to another question. Do you want me to sing you a song? Yes. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I won't sing you a song. Okay, he's gone now, you guys. What do we do? Do you want to trash the office? No, don't. Oh, don't take the Batman down. Can you wait (laughs) <laughs> the battery. Okay, don't put it back. All right, you can ask me a question, Josh. Uh, people are asking what is okay. the, what to get excited for Fan Expo. Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, what to get excited for? What to get excited for for Fan Expo? Um, there, oh, he can't put the battering back. By the way, so Victor Luke is going to come back and he's going to be very disappointed in you. <laughs> You're watching on Josh Cam. A good show. Um, oh, what? Okay. I feel way better. Okay. Wait, do you want me to? Okay, we're talking about. Do you want to still talk about that? Or I was going to dive into what's cool about Vanix. Well, let me just say this thing about uh, Oculus, okay? Uh, I'm excited to get into VR. I'm excited to see what they and Sony have got coming up. But I feel like we have just got to the point where we can tell compelling stories yeah. and um, really rich high fidelity experiences with dual shock controllers mm-hmm. or dual button dual thumbstick controllers and it's too soon to just throw that away and start thinking about what can we slap and affix to our heads and what kind of motion detecting things can we apply to our bodies mm-hmm. and start chasing that like it is the next thing just like it is to say that free to play is the only way that we can look at video game entertainment in the future we have just figured out how to make games like bioshock and the last of us and and uh, you know, God of War to a certain degree, and you know, like the list example. the list is amazing of stuff that is really impactful and powerful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we should continue on that course for another decade or so. Mm. You know, really kind of understanding what can be applied with this medium. Yeah. Before we get lost in gimmick chase, and then further fracture our audience. You know, further separate who's in and who's out. This is an industry of clubhousing, and it's just... It it is. It's absolutely a clubhouse, and it used to be a complete boys' club, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you just feel... I wish wish that it it could be more inclusive. Yes. I wish that everyone could feel welcome to jump into this world, but it is intimidating for people that have never played a video game before, or they think that they've never played a video game before, to actually go out there and and purchase a a system or anything. It's, It's terrifying. Yeah. Right, so I, I wish nobody I, wants to pick the wrong thing, and everybody feels like they're being challenged by the software as well. Of course, I mean, I, I, a game like The Last of Us is, mm-hmm. um, and it's not for everyone because there's still an application there. There's still a, you, you have to have some uh, ability as a gamer to be able to really get the most out of that software. Yeah. But that's a story, an interactive story that would resonate with anybody, and that DLC specifically, God, that's so well, accessible. Is, but this is why it's going to be a movie. Right, but should this high art aspire to be a lower art? Should oh. it aspire to be something? Questions that, for pondering. You know, Jessica. that is just. I mean, a movie is just a cutscene, as far as I'm concerned. You know, of the a actual ga- a game is immersion, and we don't need gimmicks to be immersed. Clearly, as we've shifted back to so many 
2D indie titles. We don't need yeah. the gimmicks. We need to feel a correlation, an emotional one, to the pixels and the polygons that we're seeing on screen. Mm -hmm. We're just getting proficient with that. And now we're going to slap on uh, an extra price and new hardware as an industry tries to grapple with another tectonic shift in the industry. It's, I know. It's, uh, I mean, it's... Frustrating? It's frustrating because I, like, I, I want that technological change and these new things to play with, but I also we see just, us... But we need to improve on the things that we already have. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much VR would make The Last of Us better. You know? I, you're right. I don't, I don't think it would either. I mean, that's depending on the type of person that you are. Do you want to feel like this world is all around you? I feel like it is. I'm just staring at a screen in front of me. I know, but I'm still living in that screen. I'm living in that moment. But the, I guess the, the you know, the um, argument to this is maybe it's a whole new game. Maybe it's like a new thing in video games that we've never seen before and never tried or uh, you know attempted before yeah. is going to be accessible to us now with this VR technology. Right. Okay. So I, I, I do, am skeptical right. I still, and excited. I would like to live in the world of Skyrim. I would yeah. like to live in that sure. world. So sure. I mean, I, I just have that world of fantasy all around me. Um, I also want people to get outside, though, too. I, and to unplug. I want and I want that too. for me too, right? So I also want that for you too. Yeah, and I feel like people strapping things to their heads and have like <laughs> they just look ridiculous. Do you remember? I always think of that review that Stephen Rajou did with yeah, the, this TV hat. The TV hat, uh, yeah. totally. I mean, that's what that's Oculus so is. It's TV hat without the hat. You know, like oh god. Good and luck. they did the whole review like that. I mean, that. Facebook is going to have to really, really. I mean, look at how silly Google Glass looks. I would never yeah. want one of those damn things, you know? Well, there are some people that own that. I, I would never want one of those. I would never wear it, and it well, just looks so obtrusive. you a human and, being. Well, I don't know. And I don't know. TV hat. Never, I didn't buy one of those either. <laughs> because you're not a pretentious human being. <laughs> what yeah. else you got, Josh? Oh, no, that's right. The Fan Expo question. Fan Expo? That I didn't, uh, that I didn't answer. Yeah. Uh, what is cool about Fan Expo? What are you guys excited or for? What are we excited for? And are you guys cosplaying for it as well? We, uh, I honestly uh, would love to cosplay. I, don't, uh, I just don't have time to make my own costume. I, I would love to, though. I'll be wearing some kind of plaid shirt. He will definitely be wearing plaid. As a TV host. And then definitely some kind of denim. Yes, some denim. Uh, yes. I will also be wearing some denim. Yeah, denim, I some think. Running no, uh, I'm not. He's excited not about Stephen Amell. I am very excited about Stephen Amell. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That guy kicks. He's just he's, he's been kicking ass. He impresses right. me so much. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan. Like he's uh, he's great as this guy as the arrow, and and uh, I like his interactions with the public on on Twitter and but Facebook. But for people that have never been to something like this before yeah. what are they walking into uh the second they get there joy jo a lot of joy yes but it is i feel though it is a little bit overwhelming when you first get there because there is a sea of people a lot of them in costumes yeah and it might be intimidating to someone that's never been there before they might feel out of place but don't feel out of place it's a very welcoming it's a welcoming environment it's, to everyone it's joy and it's excitement and that's that's why i love going to events yeah. like it you know in comic-con and fan expo in toronto and it's uh they it's back your own snacks though 
yeah, pack your snacks and wear comfortable shoes yeah. and be courteous and, and uh, patient. Please be courteous. And, Please be patient. Uh, and spend some money and support the the uh, the people that have shown up to, you know, put their, their stuff on display. And yeah. just, you know, have a great time, yeah. you know, and be with the people that love this stuff as much as you do. That's yeah. the that's the takeaway. That's you know? the thing, because you you really are. You're hanging out with a bunch of people that understand you. Yeah. And that's a really tough thing to find. Yeah. Well, I guess not now with the internet, because you can find it on the internet. But now you can actually get out, leave your computer, yeah. and get out and meet these awesome people that you've been interacting with. Maybe online. Maybe you made a friend online. You want to go meet them in person. This is the great place to do it. Totally. I feel like... And, and you get to be whoever you want to be. If you want to be a character from your favorite video game, or, or movie, or whatever it is... Or you, buy all the collectibles around there. Or buy collectibles, yeah. Or yeah. meet this, meet your favorite star from whatever it. This is the place to do it, and I yeah. and I love Fan Expo for that. Yeah, and, and I'm I love so it purely Canadian. I, well, I'm so happy that it's in Vancouver too, because I've yeah. been you know going to these things from Vancouver to different cities for yeah. 20 years, and it's finally becoming a permanent you know destination and a permanent kind of offering in our own city, and it's yeah. it's terrific. And I can't wait to meet people that are coming, and I hope some of you that are watching or listening right now are going to be there and. Uh, please yeah. let us know what you think of our stuff and be honest and and uh, you know we're just Come grateful for your support and say hi yeah. and uh, I think we're at booth 355 or 335 okay there are threes and there are fives in the number that we're at but just come uh, we have a nice booth and come say hello and come to our panel at 2.30 yes. on Saturday awesome um, yeah just come hang out whatever they might bake something I don't know we'll see what happens we'll see what I have time for <laughs> I think they're gonna have 20,000 people you got, got one for everybody be, no no might I, be more. okay maybe I won't because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have enough for the entire class I, I, won't. I think a fan of expo question is a good one to wrap on yeah oh think? for sure yes? absolutely All right. it's perfect okay I mean we can keep talking because this is the stuff we geek out on just like you guys do absolutely we appreciate you watching very very much thank you so much for your support and yeah, uh, hello we will, you know, pass on your uh, best wishes to Scott Jones. Yes. He's getting better and improving, and uh, we'll hear Every from day. him. Every day. We'll hear from him soon. He won't, won't be at Fan Expo with us, but we'll hear from him soon. But thank you so much for watching. You want to say the, the Stitcher part? No, because we're not on Stitcher anymore. We're not on Stitcher anymore, so screw that. It's out. Stop it. No more Stitcher. There. All right. No well, more. thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time on Vic's Basement. <laughs> <laughs>